Hi, everyone, and welcome to our Make It Big podcast. We are coming to you live from Big Commerce headquarters in Austin, Texas. I am your host, Melissa Dixon. I'm director of content marketing at Big Commerce, and I am joined by two of my illustrious colleagues today. We have the thought leader and senior vice president of global product marketing at Big Commerce. This is Megan Stabler, and we also have Pablo Gallaga, my esteemed colleague, who is our senior manager of content marketing. Welcome, both of you. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So today we are going to dig into the hot topic of 2022 Cyber Week. We've been mining the data. We've been seeing what's happening on the broader landscape. And we have trends and consumer behaviors to discuss, and a lot of them. So let's start to get into it. And also, audience, please remember we are live, so if you drop your comments in, questions in, we can try to address them at the end. Okay, Megan and Pablo, you ready to dig in? Let's do it, go for it. Okay, all right, so I think that for the benefit of the audience, a good place to start might be talking about you know, the year leading up to Cyber Week and the holiday season. We knew that one way or the other, this was gonna be different. We had a lot of different things happening with the return to social normalcy and you know the ups and downs of the economy. So let's unpack that a little bit. What are some of the larger macroeconomics and consumer attitudes that we've seen in 2022 that may have impacted the holiday season? Um, Megan, you're always on the pulse with this. Well, let's think, let's think about all those things. We'll unpack a little bit, right? So yeah. you got the economy, you got inflation, you had stagnation, you had increasing mortgage rates, you had increasing gas prices, you had uncertainty in the job market, um, a lot of different things. Then if you, if you drive it down a little bit further, we were still coming out of the supply chain issue as right. well, right? So I think a lot of merchants, retailers also uh, look to overstock to, to use a bad word probably, the inventory that they were going to have. And then they had to really put some thoughts into how do they go ahead and plan on selling it. So there was a lot of things happening around consumer confidence. And even NRF and their lead strategist, um, who has predicted for the last 25 years what's going to happen in the sort of cyber week, still said, I don't know. It's going to be a tough thing. We, we just can't see it. So I think uh, kudos to the merchants out there and the retailers and those digital marketing execs and everybody else that had to figure out how to connect to shoppers wherever they may be and think, uh, be very thoughtful on where to find them. I think that's been the most important thing nowadays across the different services that people use as well as the marketplaces and the channels, right? You've got a product, you need to sell it. You've got to find somebody to buy it. Where are they? How do you do that? And when do you start promoting? Which will get us into another conversation we're going to have on you know, the dates around Cyber, yeah. Cyber Monday and Black Friday as well. Yeah, I think it was, it was interesting to see. And Pablo, I know you have an opinion on this, just you know, seeing what the analysts and the experts were saying early on. And then also you know, how the data may or may not have contradicted that. And you know, what, did, what did we see early in the holiday season? Because I know you, were, you started monitoring back in September. So first of all, Megan, you took my answer. Yes, there's been a lot. <laughs> I didn't even know your answer, what it was gonna be, so sorry. Yeah, yeah. We um, all have the same answers, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. And, and congrats to everyone for surviving Cyber Week, first of all, and not just surviving, but you know, doing well with despite all of that sort of economic, I don't wanna say uncertainty anymore, because it's pretty certain at this point. Um, you, know, you have the IMF uh, predicting a slowdown over the next three years or so. So there's a lot to weather there, and our merchants did so. 
So, um, you know, NRF had uh, predicted this would still be a um, you know, record season. Even if there was a slowdown, we would still have a record holiday season. Um, so we started looking at numbers all the way back in September, uh, publishing reports in November. Uh, our merchants saw upticks in sales throughout September and October, leading into Cyber Week. So the question then was, how is Cyber Week going to fare when we've already seen a lot of sales happening throughout those two months? So I think we have our answer now, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, why don't you tell the audience a little more? Because you're closest to the data. So tell us a little bit about some of the highlights that we saw. Sure. So um, Thanksgiving hit record sales. Um, that was after predictions that it would actually have a slowdown uh, and actually decline for the first time, I believe, since 2015. That did not happen. Mm -hmm. uh, that's Thanksgiving, which is actually the smallest of the Cyber Five days. So that's record numbers there. Uh, Saturday and Sunday were huge, but of course, you know, the big players are going to be Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Those are, you know, the big days. Yeah, I think, you know, it was really exciting to see our big commerce merchants sort of buck the trend. And I know even even on Thanksgiving, like you said, it was it was the slowest day, but it was still up 23 percent from last year. And orders were up 22 percent as well. So, right. yeah, Thanksgiving performed surprisingly well. Yeah. yeah. And then I think, you know, it goes to show you, well, we'll get into this more. We have more numbers to share, too. But, you know, it's this idea of everyone's always asking every year, does Cyber Week still matter? You know, are those particular yeah. days still as impactful? Because we see the we see the shopping season start to stretch out and start earlier every year. Yeah. So. I mean, it, it has been stretching out to be earlier in the year for a couple of years now. Right. You know, really the trend has started a while ago. But. I, I, I want to go back to something. I think we, we, we tend to miss the human element, mm -hmm. right? Um, that we as humans want to feel good. And a good way to feel good is to buy something new, right? We're, we're probably always buying something. I, I feel the same way, right? I'm always going to go out there and buy something. But the convenience of online shopping, right? The convenience mm -hmm. of e-commerce, the convenience of finding that discount for the product that you want in the size that you want or the style that you want or the color that you want and having it arrive in your doorstep in a period of time that you feel confident in is something that we all want naturally. So. I think it does start earlier, but I do believe it will continue. I think we're still going to have that Black Friday and Cyber Monday where people are going to be looking for the deeper discounts, right? So as a merchant, you will probably still offer you a 10% off during the year or maybe a little bit more if you, you know, buy one, get another one at a, at a certain discount. And then you're going to start, as you said, in the September, we sort of see that, that promotional element coming into it. I think there's a FOMO that we could start seeing trends with merchants putting out there earlier as well. You know, sign up ahead of time to be one of the first to get this at a 50% yep. off type thing so that you can start to manage that inventory that I've, I've mentioned before or buy the inventory ahead of time because now you know you've got a stack of orders. I mean, that's what some of these sales are all about. So I don't think we're going to lose it. I think we're still going to see it, but consumers are going to expect that there are deals on a Black Friday and there are deals on a Cyber Monday. And they may blur the lines for a couple of days, but those expectations are definitely going to be there. That's exactly right. Well, you go ahead. You're, I like you're what you guest. said about the human part of <laughs> yeah. this, because a uh, you know, funny story, or funny to me, probably not funny to anybody else, but I've been living and breathing Cyber Week for the last two months, right? Mm -hmm. Like putting these reports together. And when Black Friday and Cyber Monday roll around, like it's six o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like, it's Black Friday. Like I. You know, I should look to see if there's deals out there. I haven't done that yet. So I actually had completely even lost track of those days, which are, I, to me, they're signpost days. Yep. Like people are still going to remember, hey, there's opportunity for deals here during these days, even if I'm getting deals throughout September and October as well. 
So on both those days, it happened to me again on Cyber Monday where I had forgotten it was Cyber Monday right. and I had to sit down and like, oh, get some deals. Like it, it's gonna continue, I think, because people are gonna remember that there's opportunities. Opportunities and the expectations part. I, I'm, yeah. you know, that's something I think that the, the merchants and the retailers really have to thoroughly understand that it's been set a long time ago yes. and the expectation will continue to be there. Yeah, just to add to it, right, technology is now available to you as a consumer to track the price of your favorite good. Right. So you could use things like yeah. Google the Shopping, yeah. right, one of mm -hmm. our wonderful partners, to say, I want to keep my eye on this item and the price of this item, therefore be notified when it comes down to a price that I believe I can afford or I want to go ahead and pay for. I know we're going to get into payments in a bit, right, of, of how to scale that payment. But I think there is technology that, that consumers can now start adding into their minds to help them with tracking those discounts as well. It's crucial. Yep, it really is. So I want to share a little bit more of the data um, and the results because it is so interesting. And you know, everyone can read uh, the full report on our Big Commerce blog. It's bigcommerce.com/blog. But uh, let's share a little bit of that. I know you know we saw that Cyber Monday did still reign supreme for Big Commerce merchants, and I, I believe globally too in the larger landscape. And that was for our merchants the highest day in terms of. GMV, while Black Friday, still huge, was the highest day in terms of orders. Um, Pablo, I'm always interested in Small Business Saturday, which is, of course, not, it's called that often, but not just for small business shopping. Um, what did we see on Saturday and Sunday that was interesting this year? Saturday and Sunday were also huge as far as growth. Um, so if you were to stack the days, the five Cyber Week days, You'd go Thanksgiving, uh, Sunday, Saturday, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Okay. So in terms of overall sales uh, for Black uh, or big commerce merchants, um, so yeah, it's still kind of like that's the trend. People expect Thanksgiving to be the smaller of the days, but there was so much growth on those days. Surprisingly, more growth than uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, although they were yeah. smaller days overall. Yeah, I am. I am actually looking at a chart here and. Um, our Saturday growth was the highest at up 36% year over year. So, I mean, that's that's really significant. It is, uh, it's huge. And I mean, some of that is small business because that's expectation mm -hmm. on that day. So it's, it's huge for them. Yeah. Well, what about, um, what about other trends? I know you mentioned uh, BNPL and I do want to get into that a little bit. What were some of the other trends that we saw um, you know, as far as where and how consumers were shopping. So, as far as um, you know, where like marketplaces, you think Amazon. Everybody's kind of checking those deals because those are big deals. Um, Device-wise, you're looking at you know kind of an even split between mobile and desktop still, which I think people like kind of the comfort of getting a full website experience when they're doing their shopping. So you know, maybe they get more than what they're seeing on mobile. Uh, tablets were down, which was actually a prediction that we made last year during Cyber Week that we would uh, go down to about 1% tablet usage during Cyber Week, and that did come to pass. Um, but yeah, buy now, pay later was the big one for me. Uh, we were tracking that as early as October. So year over year in October, there was an 8% uptick in usage of buy now, pay later, which we thought you know that would carry over into Cyber Week in that kind of you know, small uptick sort of way. No, it exploded. There was 25% increase in usage during Cyber Week. Uh, sales were up 33% using Buy Now, Pay Later, which 
that's huge. That's consumer behavior right yeah. there. That's an expectation you can have for next year, I think. That mm -hmm. is statistically significant, as they say. Megan, what's your what's your advice to, you know, to retailers and merchants about taking into account where and how people shop? I I know we've we've talked a lot about you and I about like conveniences mm -hmm. and just making sure that you know you're utilizing the technology so what do you have to say to merchants well you know part of it is making sure that your product data your product listings your variants in your information are absolutely optimized for the channels and marketplaces you're selling through right mm -hmm. and that's the, the the wonderful thing that we have is you know the acquisition we did two years ago feedonomics allows that that the schemas that the you mentioned amazon is different to facebook shops is different to instagram is different is different is different right that's tends to be a manual effort sometimes by people to go ahead and upload and add that. So using AI capabilities is important to merchants to think about, I have my products, I have my variants, I have a bunch of channels or marketplaces I want to sell through. Use technology to make sure you're maximizing the mm -hmm. visibility of said product on those channels. For consumers, look, we're going to shop everywhere, right? You mentioned mobile devices. I mean, it's, it's sort of a 50-50 split, for lack of a, a, a better percentage, between mobile and desktop, and yes, there's some other options out there as well. I shopped on my mobile device consistently. I shopped through Instagram, which is integrated, obviously, into the big commerce platform, and I shopped directly on some of the other platforms. I also went to some of the big commerce things. I did it because of the word you use, convenience, right? So yeah. it, is, it is really important for, for merchants and retailers out there to think about your persona of shoppers and consumers. How do they like to buy? How do they like to search, right? And then from the buy now, pay later, what are the payment options they want to have, right? Mm -hmm. Is it, I did, I did a lot, to be honest with you, shopping with my double click, which I'm kind of old, just got learned on this thing with Apple Pay that I could do it from my phone with a double click. I was like, wow, this is amazing, right? I'm a, it's scary, right? I'm a like, geek. Yeah. It is scary because I purchased two things last night as simple <laughs> as doing it with a double click because of retargeting, yeah. right, by a merchant that I'd bought stuff from during Black Friday had retargeted me. And I was like, you know what? Just double click it. Then I was like, that's another $87 I've just spent on this thing. So it is really looking at the conveniences you mentioned mm -hmm. and making sure that you have either payment options or at least the ability for your consumers to find your product on whatever channels they may be you know, surfing on for that moment. Melissa, can I ask a question? Sure. Oh, yeah, this is your show. Um, what were you guys buying during Cyber Week? Like, I think that's always a fun thing to ask. Giving away my holiday shopping. Yeah, if you can give it away. Like, I can give away some of it. I hate to say this, and please don't show this to my CEO. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't buy anything. I just. I had done my. But okay, I will say I had done my shopping early. So I am part of that group where we started to see the spikes back in. October, I did, I had family coming in for Thanksgiving, mm. and I'm not gonna see them for Christmas, so I was doing early shopping so that I could, you know, get things ready for Thanksgiving for them. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you know me, I love gnomes, and I don't mean garden <laughs> gnomes, I mean holiday, Christmas, tomte, the sort of Swedish gnomes. So as you can see, oh. I bought a lot of gnomes uh, over the uh, Black Friday. It's a lot of gnomes. It is a lot of gnomes. Confirming large gnome purchases. <laughs> Lots of For gnomes. Christmas, not, not garden gnomes, we're talking Christmas gnomes okay. on this thing. Uh, but I also bought, I, I am heading overseas for the holiday period, so I also bought um, Norwegian socks. They had targeted me on Facebook and on Instagram several times 
I don't know how. Uh, I bought a whole set, and then the retargeting happened on Monday as well. So yeah. keep me warm whilst I'm overseas. I'm glad you asked that, though, because that reminds me I did want to talk about, let's talk about categories a yes. little bit. What did we see? So among big commerce merchants, the biggest category was luggage, followed by fashion, and then travel. So I mean, that's like those three things together. People are, are getting out there again. They're traveling, and they're looking good doing it. Like, yeah, I love the yeah. way you put that in the report <laughs> where you said we'd be seeing fashionable globetrotters this, right. this yeah. coming year. Which, I'm, I'm yeah. waiting for it. Guys, but, get out there. With my Nordic stocks, exactly. I just want to say. Yeah. But yeah. no, that's I think that... I think that really does, uh, that's, that is an astute observation because I think this also plays into the return to social normalcy. Like we all said that last holiday season, mm -hmm. oh, it's back to normal. Was it truly? Not really. And I think now we're really starting to see the spikes in the travel, in the luggage, yeah. in the fashion. Um, so yeah, that's that was really interesting to me. What were some of the other big players? I feel like there's always, uh, Sports and outdoors is always a big one. Right? Yeah, uh, rounding out the top five, we had software and hardware were like kind mm -hmm. of tied. So it's funny, like software, uh, hardware being tools. So those were other top categories um, for growth, though. That's a year over year growth for those categories. Okay, interesting. So interesting. sports and outdoors being, I think, the uh, United States top category overall, but growth were those other categories. Okay, okay. Yeah, I and I do kind of want to go back to Megan when you were talking about. Um, Omnichannel, and mm -hmm. you know, it, I mean, it goes without saying. Uh, merchants are well aware they need to be where consumers are shopping at this point. But I really do think that it's worth reiterating that because I, I think that is such a critical takeaway from this holiday season and something to keep in mind going into 2022. Because you know, it's not just in store, online. It's all of the all channels. Surfaces. It's yeah, everything. Combined. So I'd love to ask too, on that note, in terms of takeaways, what are your takeaways from this holiday season and just things that merchants you think should keep in mind as we go into 2023? Yeah, well, I, I, I couldn't put my thumb on it and say it's a return to normalcy. Because mm -hmm. if anything, e-commerce is never normal. We're always innovating and true. trying to find new things. And that should be true for, for merchants as well, trying to find those shoppers in the new places. So. Um, you know, trends for 2023, or how do we look at things towards the end of the year? What do you want to talk about? Uh, how do we look at, first, let's let's do both. First, okay. let's do the continuation of the holiday season, because it's not over yet. It isn't over yet, right? And, and I, you know, I, I think I gave that hook about being retargeted, right? Yeah. So if there's anything that you can do as a merchant today, it is go back to those consumers that shopped with you, thank them. Right, mm -hmm. because they are keeping your business alive and afloat, but also think about retargeting. Right, start to use AI technology if it's available to you to think about what do they shop? Do they buy three shirts or three blouses or a pair of pants and something? Do you have other inventory that may map to that? Can you predict, you know, what else they could be wanting? So retargeting is a very useful thing. Second thing is, you probably overpurchase or overstocked. You've got an inventory, right? Is that inventory seasonal? Right, so I talked about my Nordic socks. I'm probably not going to wear the Nordic socks in Austin in summer for the six months that we have summer here in Austin. Or right? in winter. Or in winter. winter. Well, no, <laughs> you know, maybe in winter if the grid if the grid doesn't survive again, right? But at the end of the day, you know, you've got to think about the seasonality of your stock. You know, do you want to keep hold of it and 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 lose that that 
value, or can you retarget, use the inventory? So how do you get uh -huh. rid of the inventory you've got by using retargeting? And then do you have the right shipping in place, right? So whether it's it's our partners with Amazon and their Amazon Prime, you know, today, or if it's ShipBob or ShipperHQ or ShipStation or any of the other shipping partners that we have here, how integrated is it? How can you get that to the consumer? How can you make them happy? And, and communicate. So I think the one thing I would say is communicate, communicate, communicate to your existing customers that freshly bought from you because there is a propensity that they will go back and buy something extra just in case. You still have, you know, we still got what, 26 days, 24 right. days until mm -hmm. the, yeah. you know, the, the, the official holiday does start, so to speak. Um, let's start thinking about it. And then plan for 2023, what should you be doing next? You yeah. think about the shoppers that also didn't pull the trigger during Cyber Week. So True. you're talking about retargeting. Great call. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, look at the abandoned carts that you may have had there, right? right. If, you, if you're able to collect that information through cookies or other things, you know, go back and, again, retarget. So I think move it into that retargeting, but I'm going to come back. Make sure you got the stock, right? Because you don't mm -hmm. want to let that person down at the end of the day, but think about the retargeting with the inventory you've got and, and sell it. I mean, it is, it is a prime opportunity as well. The last thing I'll add, it's a prime opportunity between now and whatever your last shipping period is to create a FOMO, the fear of missing out mm -hmm. on something, or it's the, the ability to do some flash sales between now and then, right? You've got a huge inventory you thought you were gonna get rid of, didn't, create some splash around it with a flash sale and see if you can drive that inventory out of your warehouses. Yeah, great advice. The thing that I always think is so crucial too for this season is returns, mm -hmm. you know? It, treat it as an opportunity to build loyalty. Uh, you know, data shows that consumers who have a positive experience are likely to buy again, even if they return something. So I think, you know, that can't be overstated enough. It's so critical because you're going to start to see there will be returns through the rest of the holiday season and into, well, into January. Yeah, there, has, yeah. there, there also has been um, an approach lately by shoppers to buy two to three sizes yes. of something. Mm. Guilty. Right? Guilty of that one. Mm -hmm. um, to see which one fits and suits best, right? So you may get those returns of the two pairs of pants that they didn't want. So you are going to have to heavily focus on returns, but also loyalty. Thank you for still purchasing the pair that you did. By the way, this blouse goes well with it. Yep. And now you've got to think about those two pairs that were returned, hopefully in the same packaging, or you're going to have to repackage it. And that becomes part of your inventory again that you're now going to have to hawk and sell. Yep, absolutely. And, I, and that ties so much into you're always talking about personalization mm -hmm. or hyper-personalization, as mm -hmm. you often put it. And I think that's such a critical piece yeah. as well. Anything you want to say about that? Well, I mean, we all like to be able to be sold to, but not in a way that we don't want to be sold to. So mm -hmm. creating that loyalty, right? Um, Seth Godin talks about creating tribes or groups, right? We all sit with different groups of people we like. Um, we drive specific cars. We're loyal to a specific brand. Make sure that you are loyal to that consumer too. So for me, it's personalization. It's making sure that when I do come to your website, either going through the desktop or I'm coming through a mobile device, I've got a PWA type app, uh, of my site that I'm looking at it, that you know where I'm going, what I'm shopping for, that you yep. can offer up something to me that is based off of maybe AI technology or good advanced search and merch that is going to fit me versus fit you or, you know, fit you with, with you know, what you're wearing. <laughs> Love that sweater. Thank you so much. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's about customer experience, right? I think it we is. all agree on that. 
Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's why it's important. Everything from the very beginning as to how you get them into the top of funnel through their search, right, that they're looking for something, all the way through to what Melissa talked about on returns, right? Mm -hmm. if, if you yep. leave it just at, hey, thank you, here's the package, and you don't either put anything extra in the box to say thank you, handwritten note, pseudo handwritten note, whatever it may be, or your customer returns, or even customer service, your chatbots, right, could be atrocious. Um, that that can impact your brand, right? And that can impact your reputation. And then guess what people do? They go to their mobile devices, they go to their social feeds, and they'll complain about a brand, right? And that's not what you want. You want to create ambassadors for your brand yep. and not detractors for your brand. Yeah, and we always talk at Big Commerce a lot about frictionless purchase and mm -hmm. basically just removing those points of friction across any channel. I think that the holidays are such a good time period to be really learning from so that you can address any of those pain points, remove any of that friction for 2023. So, you know, as we said, Cyber Week is past us, but we still have roughly a month left of holiday shopping. Following that, use that time. Use that time to really understand where did people fall off? Where, where were the points of friction so that you can re you essentially remove them for the new year. I'll, I'll give you another one to think yeah. about, and that is what are your competitors doing, right? Mm -hmm. it's, so it's not just about looking internally about points of friction. How mm -hmm. can you smooth that out through that whole chain that we talked about from acquisition through to returns? But it's also looking at what did your competition do that you would have liked to have done, but probably didn't have the time to implement either a piece of technology, part of your tech stack, or part of your process. But start also to look at your competition, right? Because yeah. you want to be able to outplay them at the end of the day. Great advice. Uh, Pablo, I wanna, I wanna take it back to you. What were your takeaways? You were so close to the data. You gave such thoughtful analysis and insights in our report, which I appreciate. Um, so, you know, what are your thoughts on key takeaways and heading into the new year? I think the numbers tell us that uh, there's interest on both sides, the buyer and the seller, in the traditional cyber weekdays. I, we kind of had the question like, is this going to go away? Is it something that people have lost interest in now with the longer holiday shopping season that is a gauntlet, right? Like it's now two to three months long, longer than that possibly, and cyber week is the gauntlet within the gauntlet, right? So I think we see now from these numbers that that's not going away anytime soon. And I mentioned it earlier, I feel those days are signpost days that people are still gonna latch on to and try and find opportunities both from the buyer and the seller. Yep. And I think final, final thoughts, uh, e-commerce is on the rise despite those economic headwinds. So, you know, we're seeing that growth. Everything just looks differently. Megan, any parting thoughts from you? Look, the world is unpredictable right now. Uh, the best thing that you could do as a merchant is create some predictability around the product that you've got to sell, where you're selling it through, channels and marketplaces, the whole shopping experience, making it personal, right? Personalization, communicating, probably over-communicating with the shopper once they've purchased, smoothing out your shipping and smoothing out your returns if you have to have it. Those are the things that you can control. So mm -hmm. control what you can control. I think the humanity that we started talking about, the ability that we like to give each other's gifts, or we like to buy things for ourselves when we're depressed and lonely or happy, right? Um, we want to be able to share that. And, and that's what e-commerce is about. It's, it's enabling you as a creator in 
the economy uh -huh. to go ahead and provide something that somebody's going to open up and think is a wonderful gift or purchase or everyday need at the end of the day. So those are the predictable things. I will just say that technology can help you. Obviously, big commerce is one of the world's leading e-commerce platforms is there to support you if you're B2C or B2B. Um, and we have some amazing partners that you can plug into the platform too that can help you with these advanced concepts that we've thought about as well from product and data through to advanced search and merch through buy now pay later as well. Start implementing those as you plan for next year and move through. Yeah, wonderful. Um, I'm going to I'm going to end on the control what you can control and reinforce that because we we have the tools. So, mm -hmm. you know, us as e-commerce professionals and as merchants need to utilize them. So, this concludes our Cyber Week podcast. Thank you so much everyone for joining us. Thank you so much Pablo and Megan. Thank you. Appreciate all of your thoughtful insights. And again, you can view our full Cyber Week report on the Big Commerce blog at bigcommerce.com/blog. Thanks everyone. Happy holidays. <laughs>